Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. sabbatical here for a few weeks. Just taking some downtime, you know, recharging. Welcome uh, back again to the Hushville Black Forum. We're back live and in living color. It's September 9th. September 9th, y'all, a couple of days before 9-11. Thought we'd get back out here. So much is going on that uh, it kind of reminds you of that uh, awful day some 16 years ago, 9-11, 2001, with the hurricanes, we got, we got three hurricanes active right now, yeah, bearing down on the, the United States and the, the Caribbean. This is after Harvard tore up Houston. These are news, it's Arma, Jose, and, hey, I know, I don't even know the name of the third one they got out there now. But, Arma, here, Irma's getting ready to hit uh, Florida tomorrow morning. I'm talking about uh, this thing is big as the whole state of Florida. I don't, I don't know. Somebody was talking about it. It felt like uh, some kind of apocalyptic uh, event. I don't know about all that. But there's some serious stuff going on there. Now, whether it have anything to do with Climate change? I don't know. I mean, an awful lot of pretty smart scientists seem to think so. So who who am I to uh, question uh, the science of uh, the climate change uh, argument? Uh, We've got a free call to the Hushville Black Forum, 1-888-588-3814. We've been we've been off all summer, y'all. Just kind of chilling out and you know, just recharging our uh, energy a little bit. So much is going on, though, y'all. I you know just had to get back out here to uh, chime in with my two cents worth. Um, apocalyptic? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I do get a sense that. A country, you know, you know, you got pundits out there who suggest that the country was built by this, created by this divine intervention from some higher power somewhere. It, it, you know, I don't know, it, but if I gave them that premise that uh, it was, and they turn around and put somebody who, to run this divinely created. Uh, um, plays and for somebody who more closely uh, in action at least uh, is related to the devil in, in action uh, you know, how, how, how does that uh, square 
you put the devil in charge of something that's divinely uh, created. <laughs> so, something is wrong with that. Something's wrong with that picture, y'all. Uh, congratulations to Sloan Stevens. She just won the U.S. Open, beat Madison Keys. I think three out of four semifinalists was America's Rapper in the Sin, which is quite an achievement. Well, Venus and Serena was there uh, for years. So, you know, you think people talk about it like a sudden new phenomenon, but hell, Serena and Venus been winning Grand Slams since 1999 for the last 20 years almost. So, you know, you, people still make a big deal out of it, but there's some great African American or Americans of African descent athletes out there playing tennis, female. So, great, congratulations to uh, Sloan Stevens for winning at the uh, US Open. That's 2.2 2. 2 million, I think, payday. Pretty good work if you could find it. I mean, that's good work if you can find it, yeah. And they've changed the uh, changed the uh, studio uh, on Blog Talk. You know, we're coming to you uh, live in living color every Saturday from seven to nine from the originated in ATL, yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And now in the session, sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. Ain't none of that change. Ain't none of that change. Current events that affect the uh, African-American community. And that's just about everything. That's just about everything to go on in the world uh, is relevant to our uh, community. So we, we <laughs> yeah, we cipher things out here on the personal platform. I think I've told you that before. Yeah, we try to make sense out of things that just don't make no sense. Uh, and some of the things that are going on in this country right now just don't make no sense. Uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to figure it out myself. So I I know uh, the average person is uh, dumbfounded by what's going on. Got a lot of folks in town from Florida, yeah. They came up to the ATL running away from that storm, and I don't blame them. I don't even blame them. I'm going to welcome them and send our prayers out to them and hopefully their families are safe and sound when they return to their home they'll find everything uh everything is uh you know about as as well as can be expected under some really uh horrible uh, looking uh, circumstances here with that storm uh foremost uh, it's, yeah, save uh, human life is the most important thing. And uh, a lot of them did. 
decided to evacuate this town for you know years past people wouldn't uh wouldn't uh wouldn't leave their homes i mean they just wouldn't leave they would uh stay there and uh you know just kind of get that thing out but this is such a monster of a storm and uh science is pretty good on tracking those things now and i mean they still haven't got a real good understanding of how much damage it did in Cuba, but hey, you know, we got to reach out to those folks down in Cuba, and uh, I'll be sending some some uh, donations down that way. Oh yeah, I'll be sending some donations down to Cuba, yeah. Our neighbor to the south. Our neighbor to the south. The president's got his cabinet, and uh, I guess members of the leadership. Now that he uh, he's made a deal with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer over to Camp David this weekend to um, strategize. That might be a crazy word to use for this president, but to strategize a course of action for dealing with um, Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Jose. Uh, They seem like they got some monies for Hurricane Harvey that devastated Houston, but $15 billion is probably just the tip of the iceberg of the money that's needed. If you're trying to make everybody whole, that was affected by these uh, natural disasters. I don't know if you can. You can. Having some fun uh, intermingling with the uh, folks in Florida. Not, not fun. I shouldn't say fun. Because it's, it's not fun. You know, you know, how could it be fun when people are uh, people are you know, seriously uh, being infected by this thing. So that's fun. That, that, that's a bad word to use. Uh, but I have been uh, <coughs> all the people around. It doesn't work for people. It's a great... Uh, I drive for Uber, yeah. Yeah, you know, not because I need a job. Just... Uh, it does some things for me in terms of interacting with the public uh, in a in a way that uh, um, 
give me um, 10. A source of uh, connectivity to uh, the public, a wide variety of the public, because I deal with Uber. I deal with just about every walk of uh, people from every walk of life. Poor folks, rich folks, black folks, white folks, Indian. You think, oh, God. Carlos just hit one. I don't know how far that ball is going. Wow. He just hit one. I'm going to have to cut, it, cut the volume up. I don't know where that ball landed. 26 of those 54 didn't I thought that might go to the Home Depot Clubhouse at first. Uh, 
to the to the sword spot with me, just trying to figure out how how you could elect Donald Trump as president. I'm sorry, I, you know something is wrong with the uh, moral compass of this country. I just got to speak as suspicious. It's all killed. Something is wrong. Mr. Pianki, where you at? <laughs> That's my old friend, Mr. Pianki. He probably wondered uh, what happened to me. He hasn't heard me out here in a while. Hey, I'm back. That's my black form is back, y'all. Got a free call in one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. My Facebook friends, what's up? Yeah, we back. I know we've been away for a while. <laughs> hey, somebody just popped up on the line there. I don't know who it is. I, it might be Mr. Bianchi there. You know, he uh, he he probably thought I was dead somewhere. I ain't dead. Yeah, no, the Hushmo's still around here. Hushmo's gonna live forever. You don't know. <laughs> That's where we're gonna live forever, y'all. Uh, yeah, we just uh, been out on a little sabbatical. I got somebody on the land. I'm gonna pick them up after a while. Just hang in there. I'll be there with you. We're gonna take a break here for see if we can pay some bills, y'all. I don't know who's gonna pay them. We we ain't got no sponsors. <laughs> I'm my best sponsor. <laughs> Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls right here. Let me see who's online. Hey, we'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me, Hushmo. We're back in business again, y'all. Let's break it off here. Go on, take a break, Hushmo. Let's see, where, where are we at? How can we get into the break here? I don't even see, but, I, you know, we ain't been out there so long. I don't know how to get into it. Hey, y'all, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us, Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in cyberspace.
is absolutely treason. You don't have to be in office to uh, commit treason. You can commit treason before you. Uh, oh yeah. So how did it? That has never been proven. I'm not. That's a waste of time to talk about. Okay, I give you that. I give you that. It hasn't been proven, but that's what the, uh, the special counsel uh, yeah. Mueller is working. So we don't. I'm well, gonna wait. let him let him continue to work on it. I'm a, I'm a, and I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna you know call it one way or the other. I got some strong suspicions though. I got some yeah, strong suspicions. But yeah, that's my job mm-hmm. too. That's what this is what we do out here on the high school platform. We try to break it down for the uh, uh, the uh, the common man out there. Try to make sense out of things that just don't make sense. And sir, yeah, well. I'm worried about the policies. I'm concerned about the policies he's putting in place. Or should I say the oh, yeah. issues he's acting on? What are you worried about? I say I'm not worried, but I'm concerned that he go forth with the issues that he talked about in his campaign. Look like he's doing it. Uh, what is he doing? What has he done so far? Because I haven't seen not one thing he's done. He hasn't passed out one law. Now, one piece of legislation that I know of, now you may know some more than me. I'm, I'm just a novice at this thing. What is, what is well, he's, he doing? Doing, he's doing he's doing a lot of good things. <clears throat> One thing in particular, because of the groundswell that he created, Missouri uh, and uh, Louisiana went red. In Missouri in particular, they got voter ID. They just signed a a scholarship bill for uh, for where corporations can donate to a family to send their kids where they want, be able to write that off against the taxes. That's a good thing right there. We've got constitutional carry and, you know, jobs. Constitutional you, carry what? He's constitutional carry weapons. Weapons? Without license. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, who, 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 uh, uh, who needs a weapon? American citizens, American citizens have a American citizens protected by the Constitution to have weapons. <clears throat> why do they outlaw guns in Dodge City? Why, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Why do they outlaw guns in Dodge City back then in the Wild Wild West? You couldn't come in the, at the city limits, the Dodge City, with a gun. You had to check your gun. And it was down, against. Uh, it was against the law. Why? It was. It was unconstitutional what they what Wide Earth done. But why do why do you why do you think Wild Earth uh, felt the need to uh, uh, make those folks uh, check their guns uh, 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 in a saloon where everybody was? You know, uh, when when uh, settlers and prospectors went to the West, they were, it was in the West before the law arrived in the West, and they had, upon agreement amongst each other, established the rules and regulations which eventually became laws. Once the law, the courts, and other authorities went to the West, they just carried on what was already established. And a lot of that was established with guns. Matter of fact, in the Northeast, the settlers that squatted, I guess you could say, and made improvement on the land that was owned by land barons, uh, they claimed that land. Okay, you mean uh, the settlers that took the land from uh, the Native Americans? Is that the no? They didn't take. About? No, the Native Americans lost the war. What war? 
They lost the war. You had Native Americans. You had Native Americans that uh, hooked up with uh, the the settlers, the pilgrims, and they traded back and forth. And they traded the, for guns also because they were in dispute with other Native Americans. Native Americans, eighty percent of them died from the disease diseases of the Europeans without a shot being fired. There was 20 uh, million uh, Native Americans uh, uh, in 1492 in Mesoamerica. 80 percent of those folks in 20 years were dead from from the diseases that uh, the Europeans brought. You with say them. Mesoamerica? That's down like, in all, that's down in South America, man. It's all America. This continent. Mesoamerica is down in South America. I'm just using I'm just using Mesoamerica, but that spread it throughout North America also. A lot of Indians or Native Americans died from diseases, not uh, from no war that they lost, but from the fact that they could they was not inoculated against uh, uh, the diseases. That, well, there uh, was no inoculation. Matter of fact, the intermixing of groups actually <laughs> what, strengthens what their gene it? pool. Well, your body, your body built a uh, build up a, an immune system. You know, when the Europeans came things. out of the dark ages, when they came out of the dark ages, you know, their their immune systems had got to the point where they could, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 deal with smallpox and all that stuff to a point that. Well, all groups, good. all groups have those abilities, and it has been found that when <laughs> you have the intermingling, intermingling of different ethnic groups. That actually produces a stronger gene pool. Is that why they raped all the slaves? Is that why the, the Europeans raped all the slave ladies? Who said they raped nation? all the slaves? You had cases. You probably had cases where there was consensual relationships going on. You may have. I, you you may have, Mr. Bianchi. You know. I, you know. We just out here funning. Well, uh, uh, you got uh, people uh, that hear that stuff and they believe it. But uh, well now, well now, well now, you because I, mean, I hear it repeated okay. often. But listen, if you if 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 something is your property, if something if you consider something your property, which they consider uh, the enslaved Africans as property, if that's your property, you don't have to ask for consent. Well, African on the African continent, when they got rid of their riffraff, uh, they abused women also. How do you think not, uh, your ancestry got over here? Of course, you know, if it had... Listen, Mr. Grianke, I need all of that, yeah. but we're talking about America. We're talking about this country. Well, let me finish it. Let me finish. Hang on. If it hadn't been for slavery, you wouldn't be over here to enjoy what you're enjoying down there in uh, Georgia. But who's to say that I wouldn't be over there in Africa uh, uh, enjoying it? I mean, they sell, they, they, uh, you know, they brought Ain't nothing, in general, what's in Africa is nothing like the, even the poorest in the United States. That's because uh, they, uh, uh, 15 uh, to 60 million of them was kidnapped. If that brain trust out of state... No, they, they were not kidnapped. They, they, it was not kidnapped. Whites did not go into the hinterland. Uh, those captives was brought out by other Africans, as I said, and they've talked about. Uh, they got rid of some their riffraff. 
I mean, uh, Britain done the same thing with those that populated Australia. They got rid of their riffraff. 60 million people was riffraff. It wasn't no 60 million. It wasn't nowhere near no 60 million because if you did the math, that just wouldn't work out. They would still be selling. (laughs) Well, well, there's some pretty good arguments to suggest that the number uh, over 60 million uh, uh, people were removed from the African If you had you had the the amount that I hear people say 100 million, if you done the math. I if you've done the math, they would still be sailing on the open seas, bringing people over here. Well, okay. Okay. All I know is that that's one of the uh, arguments. Anywhere from 15 to 60 million of people was removed from that country. But, but uh, 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 be that as it may, if one, if only one was taken out of that country uh, against his will, uh, it was wrong. They traded. They traded yeah, with the people there the that was in charge. Now, now listen, I got a problem with the Africans too. I got I, my my DNA come from. I'm still saying that they traded. I don't. I mean, that's just what okay. happened. Okay. okay. I mean, that's I the way problem. human beings do. Human I, beings do I, those I, things to each other. I got a problem with them too, but I'm just talking about the Europeans that uh, enslaved my people. Made shadow slaves out of my people in this country. That's my focus now. We can go back to Well, that. all Africans were not, all blacks, quote-unquote, uh, Hushmo, was not slaves. Matter of fact, yeah, during uh, the height uh, of slavery, we had blacks they, here, especially in your state, that was doing Bluetooth business right through slavery. Listen, in the state of Georgia, in the state of mm-hmm. Georgia before 1865, uh, the highest number of Free blacks in this state of Georgia. Now I'm not talking about any other state, but the highest number of free state uh, slaves in this state was three percent of the of blacks in this state of Georgia prior to 1865 was free. Out of five, well, that was that was with that status, but you still had business black business people that was doing Bluetooth business during the, still, the time of 1500s through 1865. Matter of fact, they wrote a book on it. Who wrote a book? I mean, a lot of books been wrote. I, all I said is I, a black books. woman. A black woman wrote a book on it. Very, very elegant book on it. It has documents. It has court records. It has archives. It has, uh, you know, at you know what done in Bradstreet. It wasn't done in Bradstreet. I think it was Bradstreet at that time. They even kept Ooh. records on the businesses. That was uh, that had filed with them. All I said was, uh, was only three percent of the five hundred thousand blacks in this state was free prior to eighteen sixty five. That's all I said. Well, three percent is three uh, percent is 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 almost five thousand blacks. That's that's a nice number, and you're not counting the business people. Yeah, well, you know, some of those free black folks, some of those free black folks had captives, too. Absolutely. Some blacks had slaves. Yeah, that's because it wasn't illegal. The the uh, the it wasn't illegal to have to have slaves that you call that you want to call. It was a law. 
It was not no. It was not illegal. It wasn't illegal until the Thirteenth Amendment when it outlawed slavery. I know that's what I'm telling you. It wasn't legal to have slaves. I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, I know that. You know, I, yeah, it was legal to have slaves up until the 13th, 14th, the 15th Amendment. And hell, uh, even after that, they still enslaved us. Uh, well, then, if, that, if it went on after that, that's a whole different story right there. <clears throat> but, you know... Uh, and you know we it's it's doing you're doing a dishonesty because the only story that I hear hear a lot of uh, blacks talk about is slavery. They don't talk about the businesses that black folks had from steamship operation. They was doing what about uh, international. What about black Wall they was doing. About I'm talking days. about from 1500 through 1865. 1865 was before Oklahoma. They was doing. Of business with other African countries, Sierra Leone and Liberia and Guinea, if I'm not mistaken. They had gold mines. Liberia. Black Liberia. women had stagecoach companies. Liberia was an American creation, so it wasn't Liberia. That was an American creation when the white man tried, well, when the, the powers of B tried to uh, send. Ex- well, the indigenous people, indigenous people. In, lived in that land. You had the uh, blacks that produced the elements of uh, gunpowder that was sold to both sides in the American Civil War. So those need yeah, to be what? talked to. We don't talk about those things. Talk, talk, talk it up. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it. If you got some information on it, I, I'd love to, uh, well, I'll give you the chance tonight to put it out there on a black form. So they talk about, uh, and you know what they really do a disservice on these monuments. They label the monuments as being Confederate monuments. Those soldiers, those were American soldiers that fought in many different American wars. You had Stonewall Jackson fought in the Spanish-American War. General Lee fought in the Mexican-American War. The Philippine War. The, the Frontier War with the Indians. Wars in Cuba. If it hadn't been for the if it hadn't been for the defeat of the Spanish, Florida wouldn't be what it is today. If it hadn't been for the defeat of the Mexican in the Mexican American War, uh, Texas wouldn't be what it is today. What is it? What is it today? It's a sovereign state. General Lee fought with uh, in uh, in the Mexican American War. He fought with Ulysses S. Grant, Zachary Taylor, and also Polk. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I, you know, I, I uh, and some I of the strategies. Hang on for a second. Some of the strategies. One of the strategies that he that he done that was a uh, led to a turnaround in the battle between the Mexicans. I believe. He uh, copied that from Hannibal because it was very similar to what Hannibal did when he was coming across the mountains with the elephants and coming down upon the Romans. I, I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. They stole so much from people of color. But 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 listen. Uh, you know, still, uh, you study wars and you pick up patterns and techniques. Listen, I, I, I grant you uh, the athletes of uh, some of those folks, uh, Lee and uh, uh, Jackson and other wars, those statues, 
those countries where people, and I don't care anything about the stats. I think it's a, a distraction. That's the least of my worry about some darn stone pieces. Those statues are for soldiers that fought in American wars, just like. Okay, okay, I can hear that. Whatever. Just like, wait a minute, let me finish because you got people listening that don't know this. I know, know, but you. You those statues. See, soldiers, hang on for a second. See, at that time in history, the United, the America did not have a complicated military. The military was basically. When you had volunteers, and those volunteers formed what they formed in order to fight and protect the country. You had you had black Confederates who hooked up with the blacks who fought on the Union side, and they went out west to form what's called the uh, 10th Cavalry or the Buffalo Soldiers, as they were described by Indians. Those were former Confederate volunteers and also Union volunteers that came together under that designation. They also went with uh, Teddy Roosevelt to Cuba and fought there at San Juan Hill. They fought in the Philippines, too. So soldiers take orders. Nobody was in. They take orders like they do today. Okay. Okay. You know, I'll give you all of that, Mr. Bianchi. And to associate them with a battle that people frown upon, well, let's look at this. People build statues for Martin Luther King and said he was about peace and freedom. But also he was a womanizer. He was an adulterer, which the Bible speaks against. So if you're going to take one thing that you don't like that these soldiers participated in, let's take one thing that was sinful that Martin Luther King done and take his statues down. How do you know he was a womanizer? It's reported. You know? By who? It had it had tapes on it. The FBI, you say the FBI uh eavesdropped on his conversations, don't you? I know Ralph David Abernathy in his book says that he took his took his girlfriend, but I didn't uh uh uh, uh you know no, he was a man. I mean, that's what some men do. A philanderer. Yeah. What about this? What about this president? What about this president? I ain't talking about the president. We were talking about the monuments. I am. You mentioned Martin Luther King, who's dead. Well, let's finish one thing. Let's finish one thing first. Let's finish one thing first. So that's what I had to say about the monuments. The monuments are about American soldiers who fought. Valiantly okay. and honorably in American wars. Okay, you made that. You made your point on that. This is my point on it. The statues that was erected didn't even come into existence until around the nineteen hundred, nineteen hundred sometime, and they erected those statues to honor those folks, not from the Spanish American War, not from uh, some other invasion of Mexico, but as uh, civil uh, 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 war heroes. That is what those. How do we know that? For. The statues because I've seen. No, re- no. The, 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 well, wait a minute. People. The then what the people that that uh, think admirably of the wars that they fought, they should build a statue on them and commemorate them. How about the Vietnam? Memorial that travels around the country. 
Look at some of the atrocities that those soldiers done. You know, Lao Bing. But listen, listen. Well, they went in and massacred so, villages and so, killed so, kids. Don't, don't, don't equate, don't equate the Vietnam soldier with Robert E. Lee. That's, that's well, crazy. no. That's well, why come? Why come? Look, Robert Lee. Robert E. Lee fought in a war. These Vietnam what? soldiers did what? Fought in a war. When they came back home, what did the crowds that was protesting? What did they call them? They called them baby killers. Did they not? Wait a minute. Did not Americans? <laughs> did not Americans call? I did not that. Americans did not Americans I, call them I, baby killers. I am a Vietnam veteran. I did not kill any babies. Now, did I, not I, the I, American I, protesters I, call I, them they, baby killers? Nobody ever called me that. And I'm a veteran. I'm a Vietnam disabled veteran. Not a, nobody it's nobody on. Hushmo, it's on record that they was protested when they came back and they was called baby killers. It's on record what went on in some of those villages. They dropped, they dropped, wait a minute, hang on for a second. The United States Air Force carpet bombed those villages with napalm, which burned the heck out of people. So now, if you get a large contingent of Vietnam Americans, American Vietnamese here, at some point in time in the future, they're going to say, we want these memorials honoring the Vietnam War to be taken down. Uh, you can't make an analogy with those two events, Mr. Upyanke. I'm sorry. I'm not going to They were wars, man. So what are yeah. you going to say about Robert <laughs> Lee Lee? Uh, Robert, Robert, e. Lee, Robert E. Lee did uh, not make uh, policy. It killed and caused to kill 600,000 American citizens in order to uh, keep my people in slavery. That's what Robert They e. were Lee not did. fighting for slavery. That's, that's, they were fighting for economics. I ain't buying that. I ain't buying that. Well, economics let me ask you a question. If that's economics, the case. The slaves were their economics. They bar- they if that's the money. case, if that's the case, let me ask you this then. When Sherman marched to the sea, what did he do? He killed he killed cattle, chickens, cows, horses, he burned crops, he burned cotton. If it wasn't and that's what that done, especially to your state. It set your state so far back economically that it took a long time for you to recover. Now here's the point. When he went on those plantations, why come he just didn't free the slaves and tell them to go on up north and leave the crops and things along? Why did they blockade the seaports where the states could not receive cargo, receive goods that was coming from abroad? It was about economics. Why come they just didn't free the slaves? Say, hey, look, you can leave. Go. Bye. Well, they did. A lot of them did. A lot of them followed him. Remember, a lot of slaves dropped their uh, 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 pitchforks and followed Sherman all the way to the damn sea. A lot of them did leave the plantation. They followed him. That's where they got the little... Well, we don't get into that because that's not a comparison. I, I'm, I'm willing to uh, uh, give you there when we start talking about... Uh, so Robert was not Sherman the... following orders? Was Sherman yeah, following orders? Yeah, huh? It was a war. It was a war. He was following orders just like... The leader, the less like the generals and lieutenant generals for the Confederacy 
was following orders. That's what soldiers do. It was treasonous uh, Americans. No, it was not treasonous. What are you talking about? It was treasonous. What was treasonous? They didn't commit no treasons. They were soldiers. They followed orders. Lincoln wanted Lincoln. Lincoln wanted to. Let me finish, man. Well, I'm gonna tell you something here you don't know. Let other let the other listeners listen to this. Lincoln wanted Lincoln wanted to have Lee to lead the Union. He said he was not going to do that because he did not want... Well, let me finish, man. Why do we get in these arguments like this? When you start hooping and hollering, calling names that mean you're losing. Now, let me finish. Lincoln, President Lincoln, President Lincoln wanted Robert E. Lee to lead the Union forces. He said he was not going to do it because he did not want to fight against his home state, Virginia. Now, here's the thing. Oh, come on, Mr. Come on. His home come state, on Virginia. That's why he didn't fight with the Union. He wouldn't fall for Virginia. Matter of fact, he, he, Virginia had volunteers. Now, here's another point. <clears throat> Those states had to have a ratification and an election, and they voted to join the Union. Guess what? They also voted, the people of the states voted to leave the union. No, they didn't. So, no, they, did they did too. No, they did yes, they did. No, they did not. Yes, they did. No, nope, 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 nope. Yes, they did vote. No, they did not. How many black folks vote? In the South, was 50% black. How many of them voted to leave? How many of the The Confederacy was not going to even have any blacks fighting for them. Blacks, blacks was not vote? citizens. Like blacks couldn't vote. They were not even citizens. And those problem. states, those and states that formed the Confederacy, they voted. They voted to. They voted to form the Confederacy. There lies the problem. And there lies the problem. You could not morally claim some. Uh, uh, it ain't uh, about morals. It's about the procedure of the law. No, no. no. No, no, you cannot claim uh, a country to be invented by some divine intervention and uh, 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 put a, a cast of people over here and claim that they're property. People are not property. The way they were property, are, look, they were sold where they came from. They are not property. We're not talking about where they came from. We're talking about where they wound up. Where they came from, they where they came from, they were sold. You're talking about where they came from, and I keep talking about uh, this country of America. That's what I'm talking about. We're not, we're not dealing with. Uh, well, it's I just like you. It's just like this. Wait a minute. Hang on for a second. Why would you ask Trump to do something that you didn't ask Obama to do? Like what? What did I ask Trump to do that I didn't Whatever. ask Obama? Whatever. That's what I say this. Why would you ask a Trump or a Cruz or whoever to do something that you didn't ask your black president to do? That's what, what it gets I, what down did, to. What did I ask him to do? What did I not ask It could Obama be anything. It could be, like, like, it could be anything. 
I asked Obama to show us tax returns, and he did. Oh, you didn't ask Obama for reparations? I'm not talking about you. It's not about you. It's about in general. You just said I didn't do it, and I told you, yeah. I'm talking when I for for now on when I use the word you, I'm talking about the the black society in general and their leadership. You don't have no contact. You don't have no direct line to Obama. I sure don't. But I did start Another thing, you had Mexican Confederate soldiers, Asian Confederate soldiers, Cuban and Jewish Confederate soldiers, Native American Confederate soldiers, and Hispanic Confederate soldiers. You had two tribes of the five civilized tribes, the Chickshaw and the Cocktail, who also was in line with the Confederate because they had black slaves. Doesn't that don't make it right? Don't make it right. I'm not. I'm not uh, uh, condoning. It that. wasn't about right or wrong. It was about the law. Everything's about right or wrong. It's not about right or wrong, Mister Bianchi. Come on now. It's about the law. What law? If you just tell me, if a police officer, people. if a black police officer shoot a a victim and he said, "I felt threatened for my life." The law allows him to use that defense. Whether people say it's right or wrong. We have had black. uh, Well, look, look, we know we know that there's history of black police officers shooting white folks. So come on now. Hey man, listen, it's been nice talking to you. I gotta let you go. I'm right up against the clock here. Listen, we gotta do well, it. look, next time, next time, have a better argument, will you? I certainly, I certainly will. And long I, live. I, and here's I another thing, it. all too. I think Trump, hey. what he's doing with Doma, he's doing the right thing. You need to get these illegals out of here. If you're not legal, you don't have the reason to be here. I don't care if you are a child. Your parents should have had you in the country where they came from. Serious about getting the illegals out of there, he would have a wife warned. His wife wouldn't be here. If he was serious about his, his wife, wife I, I said illegals. His wife is illegal. His wife his is wife not illegal. Yes, well, I tell you what, if she's illegal, she need to go too. But all these other ones need to get the hell out of here. Simple as that. Hey. I would have a wife. He could have a wife. He got my wife out of Russia and he got uh, money. Hey, Mr. Bianchi, hey, it's nice talking to you. I got to let you go, and we'll we'll do it again next time. Have a better argument next time. Next time, we're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Have a good evening, dude. Uh, All right, bye-bye. bye. Bye. All right, bye. Hey, uh, we, we, uh, we have so much fun with Mr. Bianchi, y'all. We, uh, but that's no comparison there. You can't equate. Robert E. Lee with come on, the guy committed treason. I mean, that was only one uh, United States of America uh, prior to uh, 1861. And Abraham Lincoln was the president of this country, the whole United uh, States of America. (laughs) They seceded, seceded from the Union. Improperly, by the way, because you uh, you uh, according to the Constitution, you had to go through 
uh, a legal process there, a uh, 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 political process if you want to secede from the Union. They didn't do that. They just seceded and went to war and started killing folks. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, hey, y'all, it's so good to be back out here. Uh, I miss y'all so much. Facebook friends, what's up? We got a free call in number one eight 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 five eight eight three eight one four. We got to take a quick pause for the calls. Uh, we'll be back. Hang in there. Got me Hushma. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, seven p.m. to ten p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
to the fence. It got trapped under it. So Matt had to go get it. It's just sitting there. So back-to-back hits in the fourth. They doubled their lead to nothing. And Brian Anderson has it. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to the Hasbro Black Forum. It's September 9th. September 9th. 2017, y'all. Sears getting away. Got some serious weather issues coming toward us. The Florida. The state of Florida is going to take a pounding. Uh, we here in Georgia is not safe. I mean, some of our uh, the eastern coast, southeastern coast of Georgia is going to take a lot of rain. Hurricane Irma. That's <clears throat> a serious, serious storm. Anybody that... Uh, Caught up in that, uh, any of those places, uh, and if they can leave, I strongly urge them to get on, get out of there. Uh, I noticed a lot of them have uh, made their way to uh, up this way to Atlanta. A lot of them was going on up as far as New York. I stopped to several folks who uh, had stopped through Atlanta, but was really only way to relatives and friends who lived uh, further north. And uh, that's my uh, black audience. Y'all can uh, want to make a donation somewhere. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I just uh, try to make my donations to the Red Cross, but there are other charities out there who's doing uh some decent work, but I urge you to check out before you start giving out your donations and stuff. Check out the organization. Make sure that the uh, your donations is going to uh, the victims of this thing. When it's you know, people take advantage of, of these situations. They will take advantage of these situations. Do you think you give your money to some reputable? organization and wind up in the hands of somebody uh, who, uh, with, uh, <clears throat> with some not too uh, good intentions. That happens. Yeah, it happens. Right? You know, we know it and you know it. I know it and you know it. Everybody ain't that honest. I try to just donate to the Red Cross in most cases. Now, there are Cases where I'll, I'll give to uh, other organizations uh, that I, you know, have a real good feel for and have, uh, you know, did a fair amount of uh, investigating. In a case like this, where The need is so great. Uh, 
I know uh, a fellow that worked at uh, the Rio Cross and uh, I always get uh, I always get uh, mail from them. And so, but whatever you do, you know, uh, I urge everybody to uh, lend a hand. Uh, there are people in serious need uh, after this disaster. Uh, so I urge everybody to uh, lend a hand and to uh, keep these people in their prayers, too. Hey, prayers are important, yeah. Prayers are important. I, for one, certainly am going to stay prayed up with this president. I mean, I suggest you do, too. <laughs> everybody better stay prayed up. Yeah. We've been enjoying the summer. Uh, you know, my last two months I've been off just uh, taking it all in, really just trying to follow the politics of uh, the country. And I just don't like what's going on now. This is, let's get this eerie feeling that uh, something is major is about to happen. Now, for now, the hurricanes and storms has uh, distracted uh, the people from uh, what's going on on the political front. But you've got a Robert Mueller investigating the president for collusion with the Russians. So that thing is going to that thing is going to get to uh, it's going to get to uh, the point where It's going to get to the point where uh, this president might be invaded or impeached. You know, I don't think we're going to get him out of office. I don't think it's impeached. If we impeach the guy, it takes too long to get him out of office. It's like a three-year, three, four-year ordeal to try to impeach the president. So I think he's going to be there until his term is out. But I think the guy could have committed treason. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be president in season. Last guy on the air trying to make a case that uh, these events happened before he was president. Doesn't matter. Anytime you uh, act against uh, the betterment of uh, this country, especially when you collude with a foreign adversary, uh, that could possibly be treason. I'm saying, well, I don't know, but uh, Robert Mueller finishes the investigation, but it could be, it could very well be treason. Now, we'll have to see. Uh, what it was. But that whole. You know, the whole makeup of his administration is scary. It's taking the country back. It is taking the country back. I've never seen an administration with as high a turnover in the first six months as this one. 
I mean, how can you lose that many? Um, members of the administration, everything from the chief of staff to senior advisors to the spokespersons that get out front. Uh, Attorney General was put on notice. We should have fired him first. Jeff Sessions. That guy ain't got no more business being the Attorney General than the man in the movie. Right? He got no more business being the Attorney General of this country as he has been the man. Mm-hmm. In fact, he'd probably do a better job as a man. That probably be a better place for him. We uh, got down to the Falcons' new stadium last week, though. The Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I think it's quite a Quite a, quite a spectacle, yeah. That thing is fancy. I mean, it's for a stadium to go. It is fancy. I want to shout out to Fast Eddie, who did the uh, DJing for my 50th anniversary. He did a great job with uh, Tom Coleman. E Street Band, Dan Seatfield's shirt, catered the event. MS Judy, the host of Jazzy Jays over on uh, Old National Highway here, uh, events center. I recommend all of them to my audience. Anybody looking to have family reunion or any kind of anniversary or any kind of other event, wedding, whatever, check Jazzy J's out. I'm really national. I recommend it. But I, I getting back to what I was saying about the uh, Mercedes Dome, you know, it's a billion and a half dollar uh, stadium there. Yeah? That thing is fancy. <laughs> it's got an open roof, although they haven't got all the cake kinks out of that thing yet. So the roof is closed. It's just taking too long to open it and close it. That's Carlos Stanton. Geo Carlos Stanton. That's got hit up all the mile ago. That's got hit up all the mile. You have to be careful with You have to be all careful with But uh, there's no bad seats in the stadium now. They got a darn falcon out in front of the thing with a 40 foot wingspan.
that was a heck of a play by Freddie Freeman, the first baseman, there, scooping the ball out the ground while laying down on his back, while of having to tag the runner on his way back. <coughs> heck of a play. Yeah, we uh was talking about uh I it's the reunion, fiftieth anniversary of it. We uh, went out and bought a bunch of refreshments, alcohol alcoholic refreshments for the event and wanna take an air for it back. People my age, my generation don't drink like they used to. They slowed down. <laughs> you can tell that. <laughs> All my old friends, they don't drink like they used to. I've seen a time they, we wouldn't have a drop of liquor left nowhere up in that place. And we had over half the stuff left. Beer, wine, liquor, <laughs> champagne. We, we overbought. We, you know, we, we bought for our generation 30 years ago. 30 years ago, shit, there wouldn't have been a drop of liquor left nowhere, yeah. With that same crowd that showed up uh, uh, last week, there wouldn't have been a drop of liquor left nowhere. Yet. Hey, I'm just. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> uh, getting back to politics, yeah. On a more serious note, uh, you know, my author, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron, was my first book. My second book, Racism and Hate, An American Reality. It's a collection of documents, uh, uh, events, uh, uh, and uh, we. Break out of topic here. Uh, and both of the books, I make a case for reparations because I'm a big advocate of reparations for American African descent. Not because I hate anybody. I mean, I, you know, I thought I did hate white people at one time, but I, in the book, I explain that I no longer hate. I understand that I can't hate anybody. Uh, but because I don't hate anybody, uh, that's not going to lessen my demand for reparations for Americans of African descent. Americans of African descent had their 14th Amendment protections taken away after uh, the 14th Amendment was ratified and made part of the United States Constitution by, in 1868 uh, by most states. And it was didn't ratify the 14th Amendment until it shipped 1976. One state was the last one, but for the most part, it became part of the Constitution, but with the second equal laws that all but nullified um, American Rackland's protection under the 
Sex uh, Amendment, and it harmed us economically, socially, uh, uh, just about any kind of way you can think of in this society. Uh, those separate equal laws devastated us, prevented us from achieving uh, economically at a level that we otherwise would have. Uh, if given uh, uh, if given the protections that the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment should have provided for us after the Civil War was over. Uh, in my book, Racism and Hate and the War Board, uh, I do a chapter on I do a whole chapter on reparations, you know, what, how I see uh, reparations and how important uh, uh, it is from my, at least from my perspective. Um, one of the things that's so dangerous about us not getting it, um, when Brown finally overturned Plessy, Chapter 12 in Racism and Hate starts on page 151 in that book. And uh, one of the things uh, that Uh, I talk about is that reparations is not a dirty word. Reparations is part of our legal uh, uh, it's part of our legal uh, vocabulary. I mean, people sue in the course of this country for reparations every day. There's tons of uh, cases for all kinds of different uh, reasons where people have been uh, injured. And in order to make them whole, they go to court and sue uh, for uh, reparations. Uh, that is, to uh, they're suing uh, whoever uh, for um, compensation for the injuries suffered uh, in some form or fashion. In our case, uh, the separate equal laws just took away our 14th Amendment rights and uh, uh, denied us access to the workplace, education, uh, real estate. Uh, so, you know, uh, it's an added equal access to the uh, American society. It's an added equal access to the American society in a whole bunch of tangible ways that, uh, you know, left us uh, <clears throat> as second-class citizens are more or less uh, uh, economically, educationally, and socially, every other kind of way you can think of. Uh, And, uh, you know, when Brown overturned Flessy, that Brown versus Board of Education case that there's a marshal in the NAACP legal team argued for some 25, 30 years was about much more than 
just in a rain, some public schools. It was about dismantling the uh, the versus Ferguson law that had been put in place in 1896. I said it was all right for the state to take Mercer's reference and said out of white society. Of course, it was pretty much just what the separate equal laws did, uh, claiming that uh, it was all right to separate blacks out of society as long as they had them equal access. That didn't happen. That didn't, that didn't come close to happening. No. There was no equal faith. There was no equal access to education. There was no equal access to um, to real estate ownership. So, for 100 years after the Civil War, we didn't have equal access to the things that were important for us to assimilate into society and uh, move up the economic ladder in a fair and equal way with the rest of society. And we we weren't allowed to do that with those seven equal laws, the Jim Crow laws that uh, took away our 14th Amendment protection. So when I talk about reparations, I'm not talking about slavery, y'all. I don't argue reparation from a slavery standpoint. Uh, I argue reparations from the standpoint of a legal standpoint that uh, my 14th Amendment rights was taken away. Mine's personally. I was born in 1945 here in Georgia without a 14th Amendment protections. When I entered school in 1951 here in this state, I had to go to an inferior school. I did not have equal access to the workplace. Hell, I couldn't even go in some of the workplaces. I wasn't even allowed in some of the workplaces. (laughs) How crazy is that? How crazy is that, yeah? I couldn't even buy uh, the real estate that I lived on today. I could not buy it when I was born. It was against the law to sell the property that I own and live on today. It was against the law to sell that property to anyone about really sent in 1945 when I was born. My father could not buy this property that I live on today. could not do it. That's what separate equal the separate equal Jim Crow laws did prevented us from purchasing uh, the real estate of our choice that was on the market for sale. We could not buy it if someone chose not to sell it. Uh, We could not uh, go to Coca-Cola and apply for a job in the front office because we had to sit in that front office with other whites and make it that was against the law. It was against the law, y'all. There was no equal pay for equal work. You could pay me whatever you want, and they did. Brown, the judge in the Brown Board of Education case, found that the simple equal was inherently unequal. 
and people have been injured uh, because of those unequal uh, laws. That's my grounds for reparation. I believe that when Brown set aside Plessy, Thurgood Marshall had a had the right to and should have petitioned the court in 1954 for reparations on behalf of some 14 million people in the country at that time. And had the right to petition that court and would have been awarded financial reparation, not some school reparations. You know, I was just a byproduct of Plessy being overturned. We had been injured for a hundred years by those um, Jim Crow laws. We are owed financial reparation for those injuries. We're never going to make the. We're never going to make uh, the economic uh, losses up by working hard. That's a misnomer. You can't work hard enough to make it up. For those damn who work for the next thousand years, you can't work hard enough to make it up. The government, the federal government, the states who enacted and enforced those laws owe us, me, my people, reparation, financial reparation for injuries suffered uh, under the simple equal laws that prevented us from uh, assimilating on an equal footing into the American society after the Civil War. That's just a fact. That's a fact. No one's an man. That uh, Brown, <laughs> the Board of Education, Brown, that to be the case, y'all. Brown, that to be the case. I uh, will always, until we find a way to get the government to uh, to make uh, the proper reparations. Wonderful. When I say we uh, was had access to real estate, I, I neglected to mention here, uh, but it's in my book, uh, the Southern Homestead Act. The separate equal laws kept us away from gaining access to over 46 million acres of property here in the South that was set aside in the Southern Homestead Act specifically for making real estate available to the ex-slaves, specifically set aside to make real estate available to uh, the ex-slaves so that they would have a 
some footing in gain some footing into uh, American society with uh, as property owners because they have been denied uh, property as slaves. They were property. <laughs> property cannot own property. The Fort- Southern Homestead Act uh, of 1866. Uh, y'all check that out. Most people don't know anything about the Southern Homestead Act, and that's not by accident. That's by <laughs> design. Uh, that people don't know because they never told it in the schools. And they didn't want you to know about it. They didn't want you to know about the Southern Homestead Act. But look at my book, Racism and Hate. I've got a lot of great, great... Uh, historical uh, documents in, in that book, yeah. It's not, yeah, pick up that book, Racism and Hate. That, that is a heck of a book. Uh, it's got a bunch of uh, uh, it's a great book. I, you know, I'm biased. Obviously, it's my stuff, but yeah, I tell a story. I, I do a whole chapter on Brown v. Board of Education. Look at that. That's important. Read it and see what it was about. Read it and see what it was about, yeah. I didn't do a, as good a job as I should have on promoting uh, neither one of my books. And it's so important now, uh, I realize how important it is to get these books out into the public domain. So I urge everybody to uh, to pick up a copy. Not because I, you know, I'm not going to make them, I'm not going to get rich off the books. I just want their information out. I'd give them all of them. I'd give everybody a copy if I, you know, was able to do that. The books is fairly cheap. Bye. Buy my product, buy my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality, and then The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. Uh, so I had a good, good information in those books. Yeah. I joined a new golfing uh, organization, and I don't know what happened. They were supposed to send me some email, and I haven't got the email from them. But uh, one of the gentlemen there was served in Vietnam, and he's got a book signing coming up. I think it's on the 16th of September. I'll be the one checking that out, trying to support him. Uh, I urge everybody to write a book on their history, their life, their Thoughts. Don't have to be a a true story. It could be fictional or whatever. Put your thoughts down on paper. It's important for uh, our people to uh, to write more books to tell to be more. We've always been great storytellers, but put it down in writing. 
Hey, uh, did a lot of work <coughs> researching uh, this book. I mean, the book is, you know, it looks, you know, like it's, I don't know, it's, what, it's 200 pages. It's about 200 pages. It's not very much, I mean. But I did a lot of research putting this book together. I think. Um, uh, you kind of take a look at Dr. Garner Murdoch's epic study of the subject matter. Uh, uh, race relations that he did back in the late 30s to study uh, uh, at that time it, uh, he was looking at race relations in the country and the effect uh, it was having on our democracy some 70 years after the Civil War uh, the title of uh, Dr. Gunnar Myrdal's uh, work you might want to check this out for your own edification An American Dilemma The Negro Problem in modern democracy. Just a fantastic uh, piece of research that uh, I believe the Carnegie, Carnegie Foundation uh, uh, commissioned him to uh, do the study. Uh,
Yeah, I'm just uh, uh, cruising through uh, this book. I'm going to be next show. We'll be back uh, next week, same time, same station. It's going to be the 16th, the 16th of uh, September. But we're going to we're going to kind of go over. Uh, a chapter of my book for the next four or five weeks. We're going to do a chapter of a night to kind of put it out there for uh, my audience to discuss uh, and see if I can uh, start a dialogue about uh, this racism and hate in American reality because I think the time is uh, this particular time in our history is uh, it needs to be uh, out there in the public uh, conscious and uh, we need to be talking about it. We need to be talking about it. Yeah, we're we're gonna be looking at my book. I don't think I've done a a good enough job in explaining to you what what uh, what it's about. Um, Yeah, we're just gonna start with chapter one and go through the whole thing so that uh, so y'all be. In fact, you might want to go get a copy. I tell y'all, go get a copy. Go to hushmoblack.com. Hushmoblack.com. H-U-S-H-M-O-B-L-A-C-K. Hushmoblack.com. You can buy my book there. The electronic version is $4 or $5. Buy it. Read it. Be prepared to discuss it. Uh, pass it on to a friend. It should be a mandatory reading. It should be mandatory reading. Uh, 
Hey, y'all, it's about 14 minutes till the hour of nine here. We just about got this thing licked. Uh, we're going to take one more break here uh, before we close this thing down. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me, Hashmo. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hashmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about it. Saturday, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
path of that hurricane kind of shifted to the west, but that thing looked all together scary. Yeah. That thing looked all together scary. Let's see how can I brighten this thing up a little bit. Um, there's a way to write it. I don't know how. That's been a way so long. Been a way so long. But uh, yeah, I'm just reading uh, up on Hurricane. This guy's. Joe Biden's daughter said her father was contemplating a run in 20, Slide in the second bay. Why did I get inside of the second bay? I'm trying to figure that out too, but. www.blogtalkradio.com